in a world where Mad Lab Theater. What are you doing? Making the Mad Lab ad for Cinema Wheeler Tay. Oh, here's my other one. Susan thought it was just another day, and then she met Mad Lab. Why don't you just say that Mad Lab is the new works theater in downtown Columbus, featuring hilarious comedies, powerful dramas, improv with FFN, the annual Young Writers Festival, and the longest running shorts festival in central Ohio, Theater Roulette. That sounds pretty awesome, especially when I do it over the Star Wars theme. Star Wars is always a good choice. Mad Lab, the original. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us at madlab.net. time to have more than one guest on the same yeah. episode. Very excited. It's from Mad Lab Theater in Columbus, Ohio. It's Stephen Woosley and Colleen Dunn. Yeah. I think we're the first couple that's not Scott and yeah. Tony that's been on yes. the show. Right. Yeah. Yes. Very yes. excited. So that makes Sean the fifth wheel. That right? is. <laughs> I used to be the third actually, wheel. That's actually, the name. Sabrina is here, so technically oh, here you have a partner. Right. Well, that's that's kind of a, a twisted end. To this whole thing. It's kind of like a David Lynch moment. We have. Yeah, but uh, I'm okay with that. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we brought them on today to discuss uh, a movie that I absolutely love, and I uh, it'll be an interesting discussion. It's uh, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, which is actually one of my favorite Spielberg movies, personally. At least I think it might be my favorite. I think I yeah. kind of lost him. Somewhere in the 80s, and then I got back into him lately. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, Jaws is obviously great. And I thought you were Jaws. Jaws. I love Jaws too. I mean, who, who you love doesn't? Jaws too? So, uh, hold up. <laughs> Jaws, <laughs> comma, T O O. That's awesome. No, I love Jaws too, Colleen. I want to clear Jaws too, it was personal. That's <laughs> it ramped it up a level for me. That, it was, is yeah. there a Jaws 3? Okay. Oh, yeah. 3 3D. 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 And there's Jaws for the Revenge. Oh, with no, Michael wow. Caine. That was the same. Caine was four, and, and it was, it was, and was, was, was Dennis Quaid, Jaws 3D. I thought it was. Is that the yeah, one at I the SeaWorld or yeah, something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's but not SeaWorld? Yeah. With the paper shark, that just, it's just a bigger. <laughs> it just gets bigger. It doesn't like swim or move, it just gets bigger. Uh, oh yeah, it's oh yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a great trilogy until Jaws 4, right? You know, that's what we're sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like uh, Steven here. Like, uh, uh, I love Spielberg in the '80s. You know, once I saw ET as a kid, sure. that kind of set yeah, me as a Spielberg fan. But um, then I think there's a period where I was getting into like, like in college, I was into more like Kubrick and Scorsese and those type of directors, and I probably moved away a little bit from Spielberg. But then I became more of a kid as I got older. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. man, Spielberg's pretty awesome, man. I mean, it's just. Especially that core group of films he directed from like seventy five to like eighty two. Yeah. It's just that's 
I know Schindler's List is respected in Saving Private Ryan, but that group of, that cluster of films. I would just like to um, bring to the table that in 1988, Steven Spielberg directed a movie called Always featuring Mm -hmm. Audrey Hepburn as an angel, which I just, is amazing. So hands down, that's my favorite Steve Spielberg movie, just by virtue of the fact that Audrey Hepburn's in it. And so is um, Richard Richard Dreyfuss. Now, Tony, I, I think that might be a conflicting movie for you then, because it's like <laughs> yeah. your idol is in this movie. It's like your final film appearance, it I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And then uh, there's Richard Dreyfus, who we also know you're, you're a major fan of. <laughs> so, so here's the deal, gang. Okay? <laughs> I've said this once, I've said it twice, and I'll say it many, many more times. Uh, I don't get Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I don't get it. I think he's a nice guy, probably. Um, oh, I, wait, hold up, hold up, because I have, no, I have an Andrew not. Richard Dreyfus personal story. Oh, my God. Okay, I have a personal, then yes. this further solidifies the fact of why I don't get him. What? He's not a nice guy. He's okay looking. Um, he's okay acting. And, and Mr. Holland's Opus, that was the exception. Oh, yeah, I that's definitely that. my favorite That was movie. a yeah, great movie. Um, I, I, don't, I can't speak for Audrey. But I feel like she would probably share the same things. Although, maybe, hopefully, she'll say he was a nice guy. Because if he wasn't nice to Audrey Hepburn, Twitter's going to know about it. Oh, yeah. I love him as an actor. But, yeah, I just had one interaction with him. Um, he spoke at Hillel on campus. At the time, I was married. My wife was Jewish. So he's giving this speech and whatever, and he's talking about it. And he gets this thing where he's like, yeah, he's like, I made a mistake. The first time I got married, I got married outside my faith. And he was like, so I'm telling you, don't do it. And I was like... What? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wow. You asshole. What an asshole. And it was just struck me as he was yeah. like, uh, I used to drink and, and he did. I used to drink and get and do coke all the time. <laughs> it was a blast, but you shouldn't do it. And I was just like, You asshole. But I still love him as a performer and everything. Oh, right. But I was just like, I don't really like what? and by now, I don't know, he's probably married someone outside his faith now. I don't I have no idea what he's doing. What is his faith? Is he Jewish? Jewish, yeah. 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 Okay, so so yeah. I know now, because I, I, it, it made the rounds on YouTube, that he's like a proponent of bringing civics back as a, as in all classrooms across the oh, country, oh, like in schools. They like took it out? I guess, no, they don't teach civics regularly and yeah, across the board. I feel like it's just a small component of other classes. And know. I saw him in an interview, it's like, if we lose, you know how he talks, if we lose civics, we lose everything. That's, that's, not, my bad, that's not a bad <laughs> Scott Wilson does a really good uh, Richard yeah. Dreyfus, but uh, yeah. Daryl Hammond's the best, obviously. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll say this much: I love '70s Richard Dreyfus. If I had to pick a Dreyfus era, I'd have to pick the '70s because it's like American Graffiti, Jaws, and Close he Encounters. He was in American Graffiti. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. a star. Actually. Whoa! How did I miss that? Yeah, we watched we watched Close Encounters again last week, and then the next day Jaws just happened to be on. I'm like, and I was doing the same thing. Close Encounters. He had Jaws. American Graffiti, he plays a high school senior in 73. 77, he's this guy. In between, yeah. he's, the, he's the, the, the shark expert. And then uh, he was in Goodbye Girl also in 77. Yeah, he which was. Which was also very well. And he, he won for that, you know. Although, oh, yeah. I would argue this movie is probably I think he's I think he's been, I think he's much better than this, too. He's, he's fantastic in this. Uh, it's funny, though. Like, Spielberg and Lucas transitioned from Richard Dreyfuss to Harrison Ford. That was like their oh, yeah, transition. Yeah. <laughs> was like the, it's like, we have Richard Dreyfuss, we'll move over here. So Richard Dreyfuss, just just the name, the two names, I don't get. <laughs> Dick Dreyfuss? Yeah, Richard Dreyfuss. D.D.? R.D.? Maybe it's Richie Dreyfuss. I don't know. I wonder if Audrey called him Richie. That would be cute. 
<laughs> well, it seems like he took little breaks, then he'd come back, and then he'd take another little break, come back, and I feel like he hasn't yeah. come back lately, but is he on one of those CSIs or something right now? I don't, I don't think so. I can't I don't keep know. Track. That's actually a good question. We did not research that. <laughs> I think the last yeah, time I saw him he? in anything was when he played Dick Cheney in W. I think oh, that was yeah. like the last yeah. time I could I remember. can see that. Yeah. 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 He was good, actually. Yeah. He was a good Cheney. Um, but I think this is his best performance. I actually love this character in a way. Yeah. Like, you know... He's certainly flawed, and I kind of yeah. like that. Like yeah. he's not uh, portrayed as like this perfect no. character. Yeah. He actually has a lot of issues. I don't think he's a great dad. And he's a <laughs> 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 Let's back up. Yeah, that yeah. is the biggest understatement. Yeah, he was the worst dad. <laughs> not to mention that he left his family at the end. Well, Spoiler that, alert. Yeah. Well, he. I think in the beginning he is, and then he has this experience or whatever, and. Um, you know, a lot of the, whatever, during that time, people went through that experience. A lot more people yeah. seem to go through that experience, and the whole flying saucer thing is a different thing altogether, but, um, you know, got alienated from their family and all that kind of stuff, so he goes through that, but yeah, at the end, it is kind of like, and I know the first several times I watched it when I was younger, I was like, okay, that makes sense, his, his family's gone, blah, 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 and, and Spielberg, I was, I was reading, he was like, yeah, he's like, once I had a wife and kids, he's like, I wouldn't. Have, I couldn't have written that. Ending That's that what I mean. Like, like I've yeah. never been married, but even still, like I, yeah. I would totally be thinking of Scott Walker. Well, I wouldn't even be that. I wouldn't be in that position. You'd be playing one of the little aliens, first yeah. of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be playing an angel. No. But, but, but I then mean, I thought, like, you know what? He, he, they're back all the time. He could have been back in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. And in fairness, she leaves him. Yes. She de- defiantly, you know, definitively leaves him, and he's a little. Dis- Bonded and disturbed yeah. by it for a few days, but he forgot. Well, That's all. You and I talked <laughs> about minute. that. Wait a minute. Are we sure that she left him, or did she just do one of those? You're acting weird. You need to. Didn't she say she's going to her sister? Yeah, she said she's going to her mom. This was more of a. I need to get the kids out of the house because you're unstable yeah. right now. We're gonna work through this, but this is what I need to do. Do you remember I didn't we were talking about that? that? Is, bye. We're done. Yeah, Colleen and I were talking about because yeah. we both had the same thing last time we watched. It was like. When we watched it before, it's always like, man, Terry Carr is awful to him. And then now you watch it, it's like, no, that makes total sense. She's and logical. I think when we watched it before, it felt like, oh, this all happens in a couple of days. But there's a couple of lines where she's like, this has been going on for a while. You realize right. it makes more sense. The clips all yeah, the you see all that stuff. That didn't happen in two days. I, I, think, I think it starts because the family doesn't appreciate Pinocchio as much as he Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where he's trying to get his kid to go see Pinocchio, yeah. and he's like threatening him. He's like, <laughs> well, Pinocchio, in all fairness, is a very disturbing Disney movie. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, Not one of my favorites. It really is. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is I, I read that Spielberg. Uh, the basis of the movie, like what helped him set the tone and mood for the film, was that he listened to When You Wish Upon a Star yeah. and Pinocchio yeah. constantly, and that's what uh-huh. really set what he was going for with this movie. And getting back to the the couple, like I love that scene where he's trying to get the kids to see Pinocchio yeah. and everything. But it's clear, even in those early scenes, before any aliens make an appearance, that that marriage has issues. Right. <laughs> like, right. you, you have the pragmatist who wants everything in order, very you know conservative lifestyle wise, and then you have this wide-eyed romantic trying to get the kids to do more things. Well, and I can stifled. say that I, that scene probably happened in my house, me and my brother and sister, and my dad. But it was us talking in him, him into taking us to go see Star Wars again or Close Encounters. <laughs> yeah. And my mom was just like, I, and my although my mom probably been yes. Take them, get them out of the house, get them away from me. But yeah, I, th- it, I thought those moments are very real and very, you know. Um, 
Oh, if you yeah. grew up in the late seventies and early eighties, like Spielberg captures that because that's exactly oh, yeah. what we yeah. were all like back yeah. then. I was born in seventy seven, yeah. so I was in the early eighties. That yeah. he captures those households, what your parents were wearing, like the wardrobe, yeah. the house is messy, people exactly. are running all over the place. That is exactly what it was like during that time. Well, I read one of the early things they wanted to do it in L.A. They wanted to set in L.A. and. One of the things was they were like, we can't film a flying saucer landing in downtown Los Angeles or whatever, <laughs> like you want to do. So they, they did the Devil's Tower, but they also decided, well, we're going to set it somewhere else. In well, they filmed it in L.A. and they called it Ohio. Yeah, that, that was the one <laughs> thing. Where so weird. He drove from Muncie to the Ohio bo- <laughs> like, border. Like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, I was like, which is like an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another thing is when UFOs go over, they go over a giant cliff. Yeah. If you've ever driven there, from Ohio, there aren't any it's cliffs. Flat. Yeah. No. There are no <laughs> no cliffs whatsoever. I mean, it's like a Grand Canyon style dip. <laughs> Those neighborhoods are so Southern Cal, it's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly California. It's like the value, yeah. 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 It's probably the same neighborhood that's in Poltergeist and E.T. Exactly. Too. Actually, exactly. I was thinking yeah. Poltergeist for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. very similar oh very, to they're very similar. Which was set around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was doing the connecting all the dots of the things that, like, when the toys start going crazy, I'm like, okay, you did that later. Yeah. The government coming in, that's E.T. Uh, there are a couple other things, you know, which are, yeah, I, they don't bother me, but I was like, oh, that's a Spielberg thing, that's a Spielberg thing. That it, I might not have noticed the other times, but and, 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 yeah, his hand, Did fingerprints. He well, there's That's, a debate yeah. about that actually. <laughs> the, the, nominally, I think the director was Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper, yeah, the guy who directed uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Oh, okay. But people, this is going to sound like a pun, and it's not. People think Spielberg ghost directed uh, Poltergeist, yeah. like he because gotcha. Toby Hooper, I think they said, was kind of in over his head, and the scope of it was too vast for him. So Spielberg. He was directing that and E.T. simultaneously on the same street. Wow, they actually yeah. have a photo of the kids from Poltergeist and the kids from E.T. together with Spielberg <laughs> oh, in the middle. That's, cute. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Huh. I like both of those movies. Yeah, oh, I love both of them. It's a really good movie. Yeah. And yeah, Spielberg's Scary amazing. Uh, but this is, might be my favorite. Like, it's... Uh, the scenes you're talking about, I love. Like this, I think it's with the kid. I, I always forget the kid's name in this film. The little boy. The little boy, yeah. Who looks like an alien? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh like uh, uh, Barry. Barry, yeah, 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 Barry. The weirdest name for a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like the alien at the end of the movie. Look, his eyes are big. He does, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So I'm thinking they think it's, he was one of them. And, and they were like, oh, we left him here and we're coming back to get him. They got rid of him real quick. Like, no, it's not. This kid's too much. When you see the, the, the clown toy moving around, like, yeah. again, it's the toys we all had in yeah. our, our houses back then, but they're all moving around spontaneously. It's like, man, he does that better. Those set that's pieces. That's like Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. The clown toy. Yeah. Hey, there's no music in half the movie, even though the score is oh, yeah. famous. Yeah. Half the movie is just really silent, and all you hear is that little child song playing, and oh, yeah, hear yeah. the windows are kind of yeah. blowing. And, oh, and the kid's not scared at all. Which no. is, he comes out and he starts yeah. watching it. And I think they're in the house. Yeah. And he's like watching and smiling. And all he sees is his face. And the mom's so, losing it. And he's just like, well, all right, I got to get I gotta get out of here. But, <laughs> which is kind of like Poltergeist yeah. too. And then he's getting the those. Their con- I felt like they were contacting him. He, he got it. And she yeah. just did not. Yeah, he went Eventually she did. But. He sees they're about his size. So yeah. Like, yeah. Says. That's exactly like Poltergeist with yeah. the TV. Mm-hmm. People talking to. Oh yeah, it, it is, and I like I I love those scenes when he directs that where things are moving around spontaneously. Like he does it in a lot of his films, mm-hmm. you know. Less is more with Spielberg. He never shows you the person responsible for it. He just lets the stuff play out as a mystery. Yeah. And you have to kind of mm-hmm. fill in the dots. Yeah, the, I think the other scene is the air traffic control scene. All you see oh. is the, 
Yeah. And it's just like, basically, they're in back to control. There's no, like, it's just straight as, as if it, they did it in real time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is, I think it's really cool because it's not like, you know, it's all like really official. It's like, do you want to report a UFO? And it's like, no. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't even know what to report. <laughs> I'll say these aliens are really quirky. Because yeah. they they like to tease people constantly, and they fly around all these different yeah. ships. It's like we well, you know they spend a lot of resources to get them down to this planet, and yeah. all they do is fuck with people in Indiana. <laughs> in Indiana, no offense, places. Indiana, no offense, but that seems odd. It's all over. They take stuff and they just drop it in deserts. Well, yeah, and they well, <laughs> and in the whatever in the seventies during the UFO craze or whatever yeah. you call them, people have seen them everywhere. They they always did make points like you never see them in big cities. They're always out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. which would make sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then I just remember reading I don't know ten years ago they were like, you know, with all these cell phones, nobody sees the UFOs anymore. No. Now that everyone has a camera on them all the time, you never yeah. see them. Like, I, I don't know, maybe the aliens are smarter or you can't they, yeah, yeah. So they they erase them clearly from they, they, the phone. Exactly. Yeah, and they're sophisticated too. <laughs> it's like Bigfoot. You never see like a, right. a straight dead on Bigfoot no. picture. It's always like even with the. Even the new ones with the video, it's all shaky. It's like, Bigfoot <laughs> sends out this pheromone that just, like, makes you can't take your picture. I know that Spielberg... That makes you think of a funny Hedberg joke where he said something about it. He's like, I don't think um, it's people's cameras out of the problem. I think Bigfoot's just blurry. <laughs> we all think it's a very defined look, but no, it's a blur. There's actually a great Bigfoot reference in this movie in the town hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that guy's like, so Bigfoot once... Got 13 inches on him. He throws it, slides that thing across. <laughs> Made a sound I don't want to hear twice a mile. Like, I, want a, I want a movie about that guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what I love is everybody just ignored that guy. Yeah, well, because Dreyfus is like, yeah, we're making our point. And then that guy gets some talks. He's like, ah, crap. No, 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 not going to listen to any of us now. I love when he just slides that thing. Got 13 inches on him. <laughs> I wonder, the I wonder how many times he told that story. Maybe he like does that every yeah, time. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's why Maybe that's his act. He yeah. just goes yeah. on the table, slides that thing, does that thing. Thirteen seconds, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here every night, everybody. <laughs> that's a stick. Uh, Another town hall meeting though, where a crazy guy enters and does talks weird. Like it's Jaws is the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Hmm. It does. And then. Uh, I think uh, Spielberg, getting back to what your point is, Spielberg was a huge like UFO conspiracy theorist yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Like He really thought that we were, had been visited several times and that the government was covering up. Yeah. This is during Watergate, too, where yeah. the government was, yeah. everybody was anti-government yeah. in like 75. But um, he uh, eventually said, i become more skeptical for the very reason he mentions, like, yeah. we have all these cell phones. Where are all the UFO yeah. sightings now? They've dropped since we've had... More access to like instantaneous yeah, yeah. you know, picture yeah. taking and stuff. Yeah, but that's true. No, we thought you had something. We thought you had something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a glint in your eye, like I have something to add to this. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he does the, uh, the the fridge getting emptied out yeah. disgustingly. Yeah. Just like Ghostbusters had the same thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was very popular in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, this is the fridge is getting destroyed. Well, when it happens to the fridge, then you know shit's going down. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's somebody in your house. Yeah, yeah. something's not... It's, it's, it's either paranormal or an alien. Something, it's not just or both. the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. When the food's fucked, yeah. things are gone, yeah. gone downhill. <laughs> also, the mom of the kid, she sleeps in jean shorts. I know this. Well, I, I, I didn't think <laughs> I about that. that. 
You have issues with jean shorts in general, right? Well, yes, but when she rolls out of bed and she's already wearing a little... Well, I had a thought on that. I think she'd been out and got home late, so she's probably drunk or whatever. So when that first starts happening, she's like, what the hell's going on? And then she's like, holy shit. So I think she's drunk. I think she was out. That's why I think she's dressed that way. I never would have put that together before. And uh, so she's a single mom. She's like, all right, I'm going out tonight. I'm going to get out. And then whatever. She got home. The babysitter left. She's gone to sleep. And then the aliens come. I have to say, too, like, that's Melinda Billings, the yeah, actress, right? Yeah. She, she was the mom in A Christmas Story. Yeah. So that's the same actress. Oh, okay. This character really doesn't have a personality at all. I've noticed. She's, like, she's just kind of there as a sidekick. Yeah, and yeah. that was part of the rest of my thing was, like, I feel like she's been through a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's easy for her to get into this whole... Oh, the, the the aliens or whatever to implant in her brain, like that gives her a purpose or whatever, right? Because she's got she's got the boy, but like I, again, I don't think she's a great parent either. But no. I feel like she's had whatever she's been through has messed her up. And uh, but I mean, I think she's great. She was nominated for a best supporting actress Oscar, which really? I had wow. forgotten. Yeah, and I think she's as an actress in general. I think she's always great. I mean, she's so expressive. She um, she was nominated for something else too. She was nominated for a couple Oscars. What um, I just have to ask. What other movies were up against this movie, The Year of the Oscars? Uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, uh, okay. Best okay. Visual Effects, there were just two movies then. It was yeah. Star Wars and Close Encounters. Yeah. And then Star they Wars both like- won, yeah. And then they both won special awards for, for visual effects. So, it was like, yeah. But, um. Annie Hall, I think. Annie Hall swept most of the other awards. Oh, that's yeah. a wonderful yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because at the time I was like, "This is ridiculous! How could this movie beat Star Wars?" Now Annie Hall's my favorite movie of all time, yeah. <laughs> but Star Wars is probably my top five too. But at the time, <laughs> I was like, "This, this, year is, this is an outrage!" Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, the seventies were, were great, but yeah, and then Breakfast took the Oscar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is curious how that happened. Oh, that's right. Well, and that might have been a following year. I, I forget who won Best Actor that year. Uh, I was looking at everything. Uh, it wasn't Woody Allen because they won. Annie Hall won all the majors except for when uh, uh, Vanessa Redgrave beat only the Dilka for. Best supporting actress, but yeah, but remember. it's weird because you have like Mark Hamill's probably got criticized for his performance of Luke Skywalker, sure. but that's such an iconic character. Right. You have you can't dismiss it. Then you have Woody Allen playing himself right. essentially, yeah. and Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss might have the strongest performance yeah. of a lead yeah. during that year, possibly that I've seen. Um, and of course, Sir Al Guinness was nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah, he was. But uh, what was he? Uh, he didn't win. Was Star he? Wars. Oh, he was Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he deserved that. Yeah, he was good. That's like a lot. Yeah, that's funny. Kenobi, one Kenobi actor knew what he was doing. He did. Now that's a guy who you should follow. Yeah, he is good. Great, great actor. Uh, was Truffaut nominated for best supporting actor? I don't, I don't think so. I know he won some other awards. Um, I think he, like either the Brit Award or something like that. He got not, yeah. I think he won actually. That's significant too. Uh, uh, Francois Truffaut is like one of the most revered French filmmakers of all time. Like he he, he started with the French New Wave in the '60s, yeah. which kind yeah. of revolutionized. Oh, like yeah. it, it moved, kind of like what we know as classic Hollywood style of, of acting and directing into kind of a more modernized, like you know what we know of the late '60s, early '70s. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys yeah. that transitioned. That Four Hundred Blows, I think, is considered yeah. like his his yeah. masterpiece. But he acted a few times too, and I think. Spielberg was looking for people who had like a childlike wonder. I think that's why he picked Dreyfus and why he picked mm-hmm. um, Truffaut because they all had that kind of. These guys look like guys that would follow aliens. Like, <laughs> See, I think Mark Hamill would have been a better pick for Richard Dreyfus's character. Yeah, but he was 
such Dan a kid. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. He, Dreyfus was already younger than the role was originally written. Oh, well, I see. Okay. I was reading there. Steve McQueen was the original childlike. choice. Yeah. Which <laughs> would have been a different yeah. movie. And McQueen himself was like, he, the, at least the reason Wikipedia gave was that he said, like, he, he didn't think he was right for the movie, right. which is probably right. And then he said he couldn't cry on cue. So, <laughs> which sounds like either Steve McQueen's like, I don't try. I don't cry on key. Yeah. <laughs> also, and I won't. This this role and requires. He got his motorcycle and left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, like this this role requires childlike wonder. Let's get Steve McQueen. <laughs> right. uh, the other guy I heard was Nicholson was considered, yeah. but Jack he had Nicholson? a scheduling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't. I can't. Like if we're looking for childlike wonder, first of all, he wouldn't be married. But <laughs> yeah. Role number one with kids. <laughs> I can't see that. Well, household. he just doesn't have a soft face either. No, not at all. No. He'd look pretty scary with that hat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Wikipedia mentioned Pacino too, and then they said that during Jaws, Dreyfus kept lobbying for to be in the movie, and he was kept giving Spielberg ideas too. Spielberg said he used someone, but he was like, I can't remember what he said about Nicholson. He might even mention his face, but he's like, Pacino, he's too serious. He's not funny. You can't yeah, use him. Da, da, da. So, I think he said like Nicholson's crazy or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but like no shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but. But I think Dreyfus was perfect for the yeah. role. Like I love those scenes with the kids at the beginning, like they're talking about fractions yeah. and stuff like that. Those probably my favorite scenes in the movie, oddly, are the family scenes at home. Well, it's always that Spielberg thing of establishing that family, like Poltergeist. Oh, it's, what's such a great family? Oh, yeah. ghost, and, and, and you know, uh, what's the other? Um, E.T. Of course, it's yeah, yeah it's a I, which is a variation on the broken home, but. She's probably a better mom than oh, <laughs> Melinda Dillon. Yeah. She was a fun mom too. She was, yeah. yeah, she was cool. Um, but I, I loved uh, when he starts that at first his encounter with the aliens for the very first time is a great shot because before that they set up that the car is behind him, he, you know, yeah. waves him yeah. to, to pull ahead. Then the exact same headlights come by in the back of the truck and then it lifts and you're like, oh man, that is such a great. Uh, you know, well, reading maps while you're driving is a new. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old texting and driving. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you couldn't have it here, you had to have it up here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any like, the massive map too that he has in his yeah. hand. He so, fails like, up in this movie. Where was he going? Like, you know, like he does yeah. not do any. I mean, he gets well, lost he and he gets mined by. Oh, that's, that's why. Right. That's why the boss called right. to send him out. To that's right. So he probably didn't know where he was. Okay. I do like that part, and I also like the part when it stops and it just kind of floats off, and then it just you just see it like hundred, two hundred feet ahead of them, just like shoot down a beam, just like randomly, and then go back yeah. up, like it's just scouting or something. I do like the fact that it gets very silent, and you just yeah. kind of hear what you what you think he would be hearing, you know. So yeah. it kind of puts you in that moment with him of you know the experiencing the bright lights and that weird sort of um, white noise. Well, and especially mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, yeah, country roads yeah. is like. Columbus has so much light pollution and you never see the night sky. But I grew up in Springfield or New Carlisle and yeah. sticks. And like when I go back there now, it's like, oh, wow. And if you're out on the country road, I it's mean, it's very we, dark. Yeah, and you can go walking at night. And yeah, it's just like that, you know. Yeah. To have that kind of bombardment of sound and light and then it's gone, just that stillness is yeah. scary. It's great. And then he, um, he looks out underneath the, the, and you just see that. The lights are off, and you just see that thing moving. Uh-huh. And then he's driving, and then you see the shadows coming. So it's really, it's really well done. Steven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg does it. <laughs> I don't know, the Spielberg cat. And he's, I, he's I remember watching it the first couple times, and obviously a lot younger, and yeah. just being scared of the Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now it's more of a, I guess, yeah. a more detached. I've seen it a hundred times, where but those first scenes, like that one, and the the, the Barry and all that, it's just like, you know, hair up. 
rise on the back of your neck and holy shit and yeah, you know, I, what would I do? And uh, well, even like the opening scene where it just opens on that thing and it's in the desert and it's got yeah. a sandstorm yeah. and they see all those planes and they walk up. There's a lot of old men, foreign old men that they have to translate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, the sky was the sun came out last night and it's saying to me. And I was like, that's just a creepy way to put it. <laughs> it is. Uh, just to jump ahead, speaking of scaring the shit out of people, there's that weird scene at the end when they're, whatever, they're having the, the, the meeting with the yeah. mothership. And I, I think it's Dreyfus is making his way down and he passes a bunch of portageons and there's a guy who comes running and has to get past him because yeah. he's literally having the shit scared out of him. Yeah. He's the yeah. one guy. Everyone else is just like, oh, yeah. this is pretty great. And they yeah. always move forward and they're yeah. never afraid, which is, Admirable, but this one guy apparently like, he was like, I'm with it, I'm with it, nope, I'm out. I gotta literally go to the bathroom. Well, ship the size of the mountain for some reason <laughs> yeah. is hidden, it comes from like up. Like, yeah, they didn't see this thing, like, <laughs> I don't know where it was coming from, it kind of rises up. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it, you would see this yeah. thing, you would think. I'm just curious, like, what happened after he got on the ship. Well, and they, they do show the it. Yeah, there is a special edition where they show the there, inside of the ship. There oh. is, yeah. And um, I he think just looks around. the first, yeah, I think the first time I actually saw it was on TV, mm-hmm. and it was a special edition, and it had all the extra stuff. And uh, then Spielberg's re-edited it a couple different times, and he didn't want to be on the ship, so he, the I think the version that's mostly available now doesn't you don't see it doesn't. No, yeah, and I, I think I prefer on. that too. Yeah. Spielberg's like he just wants to leave, leave that mystery. mystery. Yeah. yeah, and he talked about doing a prequel and a sequel. And um, I think he just decided it, it, the story was good where it was, and obviously he got involved with nine million other projects. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the version I bought, like when I first bought this on video, I think had that ending where he goes into the ship, and I'm kind of glad it's gone now yeah. because when he goes in there, it's like I he's wondering, and all the aliens are mm-hmm. twirling around and doing yeah. all this weird stuff, and I would have said, you know, guys, I'm glad you're benign. The quirk <laughs> stuff, the yeah. quirkiness <laughs> is getting out of hand now. I need a normal, regular conversation. <laughs> You know, somebody a little more subdued. Because, <laughs> you know, malevolence is bad, but yeah, I don't know sure. if I could take quirk in that space for that long. You're going in. I, <laughs> I, wonder, like, I guess my thing is, is, why did they want him on the ship? What was his purpose? I have a, the same question. Yeah. I don't because understand their motives. Because captain? I mean, you know, what was the... Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because they had all those other guys for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. They or maybe not. I guess I'm saying 50 years now. I guess yeah. they really only had him for 20 years or 30 years. But Well, it would be seven, yeah. it was about 30... Yeah. They, they, uh, they let him out though. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what did they want with him? Was he just gonna, they just wanted new friends. They were tired of these guys. I think they're cosmic practical jokesters, essentially, <laughs> is what they are. Because if you look at their behavior, it doesn't make any rhyme <laughs> no. or reason. They just go in and they like to we're, fuck with people. We're going to kidnap on. you, and then all your friends are going to die, and then we're going to drop you back and <laughs> <Same laughs> right. the same age. <laughs> we're going to really screw up your life. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's the movie when I watched it last time. That's the movie I want to see is those guys read. Me re- too. Read, get back into their lives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Captain America. Yeah. It'll be part yeah, depressing, and then they meet, I don't know, Olivia Wilde or Olivia Munn, and then, you know, it's a romantic comedy. This is actually my. It's the funny version of Captain America. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I keep thinking of Cap yeah. in this movie. Like, that would have been a great origin yeah. story, yeah. too. Like, the Close Encounters aliens come in, <laughs> kidnap them, and bring yeah. them back. What's you the know? use of the spider alien? Like, he just comes out. Oh, says, yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I think <laughs> he just gets out of town. I think he's kind of like the he's like the warm up guy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, the aliens, I'm out. Is he a different species of alien? I don't know. Is, yeah, like, yeah. is he like that Andre the Giant version? Well, <laughs> like he's got there's, aliens like There's the three different kinds of aliens. There's the spider one, and then the little 
kid-sized ones, and then there's the one that actually does the hand motions to the boat at the end. And it was supposed to be like, there was, oh. this mothership is so big, it has multiple races, there's alien diversity oh. that, makes that we don't, we clearly haven't done here, but they're they're so far ahead of us. They, yeah, so they're they, all integrated together. So the one that does it, I always thought the hand gesture one was just a weird, wasn't was one of the little ones. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think he's like one of the leaders or something. Or oh. Yeah, they, they had designed three different species of alien. That's why he looks so much different. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you got the little baby, yeah. but they're not really baby, they're probably adult. What are, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> to, it's baby, hard to tell. Alien butts, if yeah. you watch it. This but like they were all played by girls, because he thought that little girls would be much more graceful than little boys. And yeah. So all of and the aliens were, were played by little yeah. girls. All from girls. <laughs> That's very true. That part was filmed in Alabama or something. They were all A locals. lot of it was filmed in Alabama. Yeah. The entire... Uh, Landing site yeah. was in Alabama. Oh, well, after the fiasco in the Wizard of Oz with the Munchkins, I can see what happened <laughs> this time. With, uh, um, the first time I actually, uh, this is one of my mom's favorite movies, actually. Like, uh, that's how I first heard about this. Like, uh, I bought this toy, and the toy had the Close Encounters theme, you know, do 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 do, you know, on there. And I'm like, my mom goes, Oh, so that's from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm like, What is it? Oh, that was a Steven Spielberg movie before E.T. And I was like, Wow, this sounds even better than E.T., <laughs> which I actually yeah. would probably say. Uh, and she's always loved this movie. And my dad was always lukewarm to it. Like, eh. <laughs> I feel you, Ed. Lori, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, but this is probably in her top three. Uh, and they actually went to Devil's Tower uh, last oh, yeah. year yeah, and they took they a trip did. to Yellowstone and they would like text pictures of it and my dad actually played the theme song of course on his sure. cell phone when yeah. they went up there and everything. I've always wanted to get there and my to introduce my ex again she we always talked about going there um, we didn't tell Dreyfus about it but because uh, <laughs> yeah I was just upset. he wouldn't get it no yeah. uh, but she <laughs> finally went she got there a couple years ago so yeah it'd, it'd be cool to go there I'm sure there's nothing else and that's why they said it there there's nothing around for miles and miles yeah. but yeah, they said that you could find like debris of like little subtle like uh, references to the movie. Not not th- that they caused, but yeah. people left behind or something. Like oh, that. is that right? They said something like that. Huh. Do you see uh, that one guy? What's his name? Uh, Larry. The oh, on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, you know, yeah. They never get back to him. No. I don't <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Larry Butler is his name. But he seems uh, really happy when he goes to sleep. He's so excited, and then he just comes out like he's not like. He oh, sure I'm so he sad. Well, no, he just slept, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think it so, was yeah. sleeping gas that they just oh, yeah. like sleeping gas. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was dead. dead. No, I feel sad Lethal if he gas. died. That's Larry what I died. Thought. <laughs> I thought he died. Actually, like, to be no. fair, I was worried like he's gonna fall asleep and he's just gonna roll right off that rock and then he's <laughs> that dead. Could <laughs> he yeah. never wakes up. Mm-hmm. He just That's keeps so going sweet. and going and going. <laughs> you know? Maybe Truffaut found him at some point. Speaking of the music. I forgot until yesterday there was a disco version of the Close Encounters scene. Really? And then I was like, I remember that. Because um, there was that Miko Minardo guy who did all these disco things. And one of them was Star Wars. And he, he did the whole Star Wars theme, cantina theme, but with a disco beat to it. Well, back then, everything had to have a yeah, disco theme yeah. to it. You know, and then it would be a top five single. And actually, I, I think I have the Miko Minardo Star Wars single. Was that the same guy who did the fifth of Beethoven? Was yes. That kind of, okay. Yeah, same dude. I think it's the same guy. Yeah, it was just a whole... I mean, you could turn any theme into disco, you know. And man, I can I can see why disco faded at some point. It's like <laughs> it had to evolve, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, but Colleen had a thing about at the end when the aliens are trying to talk to the mm-hmm. the whatever us, I guess. I'm I'm pretty sure that the the five note melody is yeah. just the word hello. So like yeah. the, it's, it's one two three three four, you know, and so it's just like hello. Yeah. And I'm convinced that the aliens come down to land and we're like hello, and they're like hi. 
We're like, hello. And they're like, what's going on? We're like, hello. Because we just keep repeating it over and over again. And they finally get sick of it and just throw all that music at us. And they're like, take your people. We're leaving. You guys are idiots. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the other that you were saying, like, when they the, the alien ship starts going all notes, it's like, oh, we've got all this stuff. To go, and oh, and, and one more thing. Oh, and if you didn't know about this, oh, one more thing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's all right. All got. And that, yeah, at that point, they're like, all right. Here's your people. <laughs> we'll take him. All right. This guy seems confident. Take care. You know, it's the guy, though. He's like, we're taking over this conversation now. He hits the button, and it just goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love the piano player. He's yeah. so cute. Yeah, yeah. He's trying so hard. That he's well, just he, he looks like the, the little kid grown up. There's a piano player. He looks like the little kid. Oh, yeah. He's got the big eyes, too. He, uh, <laughs> the guy that actually played it is, he was one of the creators of that synthesizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, I had no idea. I think the five notes too. I think Williams, like he loves finding that yeah. really simple motif. He did it with Jaws, like yeah. dude, and he kind of did it with this too. Like, man, he's a genius. That's what I read. Is like he had three hundred different five note combinations, and I, yeah. I, I can't remember Spielberg said it on or Williams did. And yeah, and Jaws is just the two notes. Yeah, <laughs> and then it picks up. Or and they, the the mothership plays the Jaws theme for a minute. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it does. does. Yeah. They incorporated that into. And then the actually Williams put in uh, Wish Upon a Star, yeah. just a li- enough that. They couldn't assume. Right. But as the ship's leaving. I caught that too yeah. when they were leaving. Yeah. Uh, and he says like those 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 simple motifs are the hardest to compose. Like it's like easier to compose something a little more dense, but oh, yeah. those are the hardest. Like, it's always hard to be simple. But he's yeah. really good at it. Oh, he's <laughs> amazingly good at it. Um, but uh, and Spielberg also said with the music, like I think he said mathematics is a universal language, so music is a mathematical art form, and that's why he kind of found that as a way to communicate both sides. I think, though, the military seems mostly bored. This is, like, one of the most crucial events <laughs> in human history, and they all look like they're, like, <laughs> like at the end of a night shift or something like that, you know? Like, they may have hey. been awake for days. Yeah. Yeah, they you do know? take it very well. And I did read he was thinking of having the whole backstory of how the military was involved in that and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the buildup and all that, and then he decided it just wasn't as interesting and it was more drives and all that, so... So there's that backstory. These guys have been preparing. They've known about all these contacts already. So it's this is just the final culmination for them. And maybe yeah. that's why a lot of them. But, but yeah, the actual military guys who run the operation are just like... <laughs> they're so jaded at this point. Like, yeah, hey, it's like, ah, all right, let's, let's put them to sleep and let's yeah. call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> these fucking aliens again. <laughs> there are a lot of scenes in this movie, too, where you see the military just like... Pushing buttons and you know, put, you know, dialing knobs and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, okay, we see enough of those. I get the point that they're doing a lot of military stuff to get the aliens down here, but they kind of focus on them a little too yeah. long at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that one scene where it's just that military scene where they're like going over all the buttons and yeah, you know, and stuff. Yeah, that was just kind of like I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. That's not how I felt too. It's like, yeah, give me back to the mashed potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. In the movie. I like the scene when they're getting the uh, code. The uh, coordinates. Oh yeah. And uh, the guy's like, before I got paid to, te- <laughs> to speak French, <laughs> I was a map reader. It's like, dude, those are uh, latitude and longitude, and they go and they steal that giant, giant globe. globe. Yeah. yeah. They don't have a map on them again. Sure. No. <laughs> they should just go to Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss got maps. Not only does he have a map, guys, he has like huge maps. Yeah. You know, it's a Sunoco really... map. He got a filling station, but it's yeah. like the whole planet. Yeah. It could yeah. be a three-state map. Yeah, there no, there's a lot of those, yeah. 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 It could be. Yeah. Uh, the actor, I forget the guy's name, but the actor who played the, uh, 
the Longitude guy. The oh, Bob Balaban. Bob, yeah, Bob yeah. Balaban, yeah. He was fantastic. He was yeah. in a lot of Christopher Guest movies, like Waiting for Guffman yeah. and, and Best in Show. He was, uh, he was uh, in Seinfeld. He was yes. the network exec. Who was he in Warren Littlefield, I think, he played. Uh, he was a... Uh, I think it's the guy running it, wasn't it? He was one of the guys running yeah. the, 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 the yeah. uh, dog show. Yeah. That movie's so funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and he's great in this, especially uh, with Truffaut. Like yeah. they're kind of a team in this yeah. movie, kind of traveling together. I love that interrogation scene with Dreyfus too. Like, who the hell are you people? <laughs> Why do I know all this stuff? And they're not really answering any questions. It's yeah. like, well, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, for some reason, I didn't realize it. I I used to listen to Stern all the time. I don't lately. Just I don't have XM or whatever. But um, he used to. They used to always play that sound cue. What the hell's going on here? What is wrong with you people? And I never, I never connected it to last week yeah. or watch. I'm like. Oh, that's that clip, of course. I don't know why I never connected it. But. It's the one scene that stuck with me since I watched this this week <laughs> is that scene where he's just like, you know, how do I know? How come I know so much stuff? What the hell are you people? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and I like that Truffaut's character is just very, he's very calm and he's very, he's a badass without, he's French. He's not forcing, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it is, without forcing any stuff. And then Balaban's his assistant who's just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we're deciding this. We don't care about the military or anything. Mm. And they end up getting their way. But. I wish they would have asked, like, why did you leave your wife? What's possessed you? Yeah, yeah. What, I think they know because they have a bunch of people trying to get up that mountain. With all the, yeah. yeah. A lot of people. <laughs> Soon to be divorced people. <laughs> a lot of people are saying it's on that mountain right Soon now. Soon to be stranded because yeah. after and that ship leaves, then what? Unless there are couples. I mean, if you're in a car yeah. together, you're going to get, yeah, you know, sure. get sunburned. Yeah. And, Yeah, but uh, the other thing I noticed is that they have, you know, the cover, cover up and they have all those trucks pull out. Oh, and yeah. Like Baskin Robbins. Yeah. So like, oh, free advertising. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. I said Coca Cola. I was like, Higgly Wiggly. Yeah, I was like, oh, the beginning of a product placement, which I'm sure it wasn't, but it was still like, oh, yeah. At the time, probably, I, just, I just probably thought. But it's oh. for a government cover up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. But it and I had the same reaction I did, whatever, 40 years ago. I was like, oh, Coke and an ice cream cone sound great right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> With the motherships coming, but I'm in the mood for it. Well, the drive-in, that'd be perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or movie theater. <laughs> By the way, the mothership is massive. Yeah. It is a massive yeah. prop. I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a model or something yeah. like that, but yeah. it, it, I mean, just the scope of that thing, when it's like turning around. Yeah. And inefficient. Why would it have to turn around? Why could it just be yeah. where it needs to be? Why are there doors on every time? <laughs> it's over. It's like, oh, we're not on the right side. Hold on. Well, and that's like, another reason I like that they do he doesn't go on because I'm just like what is going on and I have no idea yeah. and it makes sense we wouldn't know yeah, we it wouldn't be built either. like yeah yeah, yeah but, you get a sense of how big it is I mean it's bigger than the mountain yeah you know, or the devil's tower yeah which no one knows what devil's tower is I guess it's not in any because everybody's like trying to like what is this thing in my mind and it's like but yet they've still just got the simple ramp door that opens. Yeah. <laughs> no one walks down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, they couldn't just. And then it goes back up and yeah. it goes back down. <laughs> I wonder too, why Devil's like, Tower? Too close yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know why that was their. Why the aliens they Because the aliens it? decided to meet there. They picked it. Yeah. yeah. No, not Miami Beach. No. Or, Maybe just to add a nice. element of fear because it's Devil's Tower. Maybe. Uh, you know. Desert. That's yeah. advanced thinking too. That is, know? yeah. Hope that has the screenwriter, Steven Spielberg. 
<laughs> Why is it aliens? <laughs> or maybe it was the only place they could get a permit or something. I think it's probably mean, more sensical than <laughs> We wanted to play the Close Encounters theme song at Devil's Tower like everyone else. <laughs> it's federal so land. I think it's federal yeah, land. Yeah. It's probably not. It's middle of nowhere. People visit, but it's not, you know. Although they could have just done it anywhere in Canada and had plenty of wide open space and no people around. But, but yeah. the U.S. government doesn't have Sure, that's true. And the aliens are going to come. No one will go see aliens. aliens. The aliens are going to go to Canada to meet. To, to meet. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna come here. People in the U.S. aren't going to see a movie with the Canadian government. <laughs> no. <at all>. No. <laughs> no. One thing I wanted to get back to, too, is uh, Terry Garr's performance. Because we, we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. But I actually think she probably should have been nominated for this, too. Because it's yeah. not an easy character to no. pull off. Because she's not really a villain. Like, I don't... Like, like we said, like, yeah. there, there are aspects of her... You know, she's a little self-conscious about how people perceive them, and, and you know, she's a little conservative, but that's really her only flaws. So. I don't think being self-conscious or conservative is a flaw, though. I think she was probably one of the most humanistic, realistic characters in the film. Um, I mean, think about it. If you were married and your spouse was acting like this for a decent chunk of time and doing these things that are affecting the interior and the mm-hmm. exterior of your home... You yourself are going to be like, what are people thinking? Like, I think that's a natural human thing. I don't think it's an insecurity. I think it's more yeah. of there's a problem, and now other people are seeing it too. Yeah. And this is bad because if other people are seeing it too, then my kids are seeing it. This is just unhealthy. We need to get this fixed. And that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Like, I think that's first really glance, natural. you look at her and you're like, oh, this is terrible. But now, you know, whether it's being older or whatever, it's, yeah. she's, yeah, this strange stuff that's going on. And, and I think. You know, maybe that could have been fleshed out more, but they, that part already takes up so much of the movie. And, yeah. It, it, you know, then you've got a three-hour movie, that, and then it's it's just a different movie about a relationship where some aliens happen to get involved. Right. That's a completely different movie. And I've noticed too, like Terry Garr is always cast as the odd woman out because it's, she's the odd woman out in this film, and I think Tootsie, it's the exact, and she's oh, a yeah, nice person, right. Tootsie yeah. too, and yeah. she's the one who gets cast aside by Dustin Hoffman. She wanted the Melinda Dillon part. Yeah, and Spielberg would just was like, nah, I don't. They they didn't cast Dylan until three days before the movie, and she gets the best Oscar nomination. <laughs> Terry Gar gets to be the, the wife driving away with the kids. Wow, but. it's one thing for Jessica Lange, but Melinda Dillon, it's like, wow, it's that's that's. Tough. Yeah, and I I'm a huge Melinda Dillon fan because I, I think she's great. I think Christmas Story, she's the heart of that movie. Oh yeah, I mean McGavin's yeah. a fun guy or whatever, but yeah. fantastic. The way she looks at those kids and when she gets upset and all that, and then um, she was in Magnolia too as uh. She was. Jimmy Gator's wife, and uh, she's, you know, she has her breakdown scene in that. I mean, she, I think she's just, uh, you know, she, she's like Jennifer Lawrence. When Jennifer Lawrence cries, I cry. When Melinda Dillon cries, I cry. So I think right, she's, yeah. I think she's great. But she didn't do a ton after like the seventies um, or uh, you know the eighties. She just did stuff here and there. So did she like have a family? Maybe she took. I don't know. My person for crying is Tom Hanks, man. There's two <laughs> movies like Horse Gump and Big. There's two scenes in those movies that I lose it every yeah. time I watch it. What's the scene in Big? It's the one where he's in the hotel room uh, by himself for the first time, and you hear the gunshots outside, and he start he just breaks down completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that doesn't get me. <laughs> Well, each is home. You know? <laughs> each is home. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree with that, right? It's, um, it's man with one red shoe for him. Hugh <laughs> no, Crown and Robert Loja shows up. Yeah, that movie makes you cry, Scott. Uh, well, Forrest Gump, the scene. This is a good. Yeah, this is a good oh, question yeah. now. Forrest Gump is, yeah, that, that's, that's the other one where where he finds out his kid. Because everybody like, dies in that movie. It's just yeah, it's constant. Um, I think you too. When we watched uh, Saving Mr. Banks, I think you teared up at the end. 
Okay. She's watching in the Mary Poppins movie. Oh yeah. I, I, I can see that. The scenes, the songs with uh, the scenes with Mr. Banks because it makes you think we're dad and there's moments. I don't know. I just that scene. I was like, oh, tough it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for this. You wanted to be big. Yeah, exactly. Now you're acting like a big baby. I was, I was empathetic. I was like, man, if I was in that shoes, I'd be scared too, you know. But that's another podcast for another. <laughs> I, day, we know, should definitely have like, things we cry about or big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should. I could go on and I, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. Oh, me too. In that movie, I wanted I, to go I back. I cry to when it. it's very uh, when it's concerning like human emotion. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. I'm more of an emotional crier, not really like a mm-hmm. situational crier. Sarah Brunette used to say she would cry only if animals were involved. If it was humans, didn't care. Yeah, animals, she would cry. There was a movie where the turtles got. Flushed down a garbage disposal. Was, <laughs> was that Parenthood? That might be. Oh, maybe. It is. That Little might turtles. be. I, I thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like if there are situations, like the movie The Kid, that made me cry. The scene uh, Charlie Chaplin's the kid. Oh, the yeah. scene where the kid gets taken away yeah. and he's trying to run and save him, and the kid's reaching out to him, and he's in. Oh, I get teary yeah. thinking about it. Like that stuff tugs my heart. I'm glad you clarified it was Chaplin's the kid because I almost thought of Bruce Willis's the kid. Like, wow, I, I have no clue how that would have made you tear up. Also, the uh, kid from Dick Tracy it was just called the kid. The kid. <laughs> That's right. And Prince, rest in peace, right. was the kid in Purple. That's yeah. true. He was. Uh, I didn't cry in this film. I, I mean, I, I am in awe of this movie. Yeah. yeah but I don't, I don't think there are any moments. I think it has those darker elements in the beginning. I too, forgot the scenes where the kids crying or whatever and that's that's also a horrible part is the kids are like what is going on with our dad they can't yeah. they you know they know there's something wrong with mom and dad and exactly. all that but they don't know the other stuff and, and he's completely comfortable being crazy too like he does yeah. not miss a bit he's like hey guys I saw an alien come yeah. on what, yeah. what's wrong yeah. all those like, kids are sleeping weird too like one kid's like a <laughs> <laughs> did you see that like he pulled out the guy she's like sleeping like this yeah. And the one kid just is always hitting something. Yeah. I, yeah. I was losing my patience with him. I gotta be honest this last. I was like, why just, won't that kid stop hitting things? I think one of yeah. them is uh, Richard Dreyfuss' real son. One oh, of, really? One yeah. of the boys wow. was. Oh, yeah. That's probably the one. You, yeah. Earlier in the podcast, you had mentioned something about how you felt the marriage was having trouble to begin with. I don't necessarily think that so much. I think... You got three kids like that. Well, you think, are going to be stressed out. I think, yeah, I think yeah, they're definitely they're, think they're making ends meet and they're living yeah, in they're Indiana and all that stuff. With all these three kids, rambunctious. It boys. wasn't, yeah, yeah. It was not, definitely not the ideal marriage. That's uh, the reason I thought that too, because there's an early scene where she's complaining about something being on the table that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Like you don't put this stuff on the furniture, and he's just getting really irritated. Like, why the fuck are you asking me about this? And I don't think I'm not really taking sides. I think they're, I think they're a mismatched couple. She would have been better off as somebody a bit more realistic, conservative, and more family-oriented, well, and he would have been better not getting married have, ever. Well, he may know. have been like that. We don't know what the story was prior to this movie. I mean, we don't. I, we I only think, see it from once he gets to this point where he's, like, gone. I, I think she got accidentally pregnant, and they were like, well, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just get married and have a couple more. Well, they had the one, they're like, okay, then we'll, we'll be okay with this, and they had the second. It's like, oh, son. But I think, I think sometimes, though, too, uh, I think it was definitely a good reflection of marriage in general. Yeah. Not, not to say that it was so awful or bad, but I think when you bring kids into the mix, it certainly changes things. Well, yeah. Especially three kids all at that age, and you got the one kid always banging, and they're running around, they're being loud. Every kid I, wants to do something different. Everybody's nagging you. I'm getting stressed out just talking about it. I, yeah. yeah, like I said, I had a brother and two sisters, so there were four of us. Yeah. And mom and dad, and again, not living in a tiny little house and all that. Yeah, it was stressful, so... Yeah, uh, that was very I, on I the money. Probably little like little like neuroses like that would affect you more in an environment like that because you're already so like hypersensitive. But mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, why did you leave this can on the table? Yeah, the last Take thing you need trash. is exactly. an alien abduction. Because you're already so stressed out because you've got a mess over here, yeah. a kid over here, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think the undercurrent, though, is I, I think, like, I think they do care for each other. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah, it's just an true. accident they, they got together, but I think... I think he's kind of a flaky guy to begin with. Like, and, and I would hang out with Roy, honestly. He'd be a cool hang for me. Um, I think being married to a guy like that would be difficult because he's always longing for something else. He's going to start feeling stifled yeah. by that marriage, I think. What about Barry's dad? Whatever happened to him? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe he's a farmer. He's like, I'm going to go see Bigfoot. <laughs> Maybe Barry's dad is an alien. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true, because he looks like one. Maybe it's that spider. Wow. Oh, it's like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. But Melinda Dillon was probably sleeping with a bunch of guys, so she doesn't know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Coming home drunk and sleeping yeah, in Yeah, exactly, yeah. If an alien slipped in there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Starman. What's the problem with sleeping in jeans? Oh, sleeping my God. Sleeping in jeans shorts. <laughs> 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 Camel toe. You're Daisy Dukes here. Yeah. Terrible first impression made us. Let me assure you, as someone who lived in New Carlisle, which, as you know, half an hour from the border, which means it was... 20 minutes from Muncie. <laughs> uh, plenty of women sleeping <laughs> in jean shorts it's, it's, in the 70s and right now. Hello, New Carlisle. Uh, <laughs> if you drive through Indiana, it all makes sense. Yeah, There's not a lot going on no. there. It's just farmland no. for hours of time. Yeah. Jean shorts are the way you you know generate excitement. Oh yeah, and, you know they weren't just. You want to be ready at any moment. You do, yeah. So those jeans were jeans at one point in time. <laughs> I like it when the uh, oh were they cutoffs? They were cutoffs. Okay, oh, that were. was the style. Sure. Oh, I know. I know. High waist cutoffs. <laughs> I, like I did like the high waist. I mean, I like when the spaceships go through the uh, the, the toll booth. Oh yeah. yeah, that's Ohio. That's a quarter. Then <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Told it. I well, wish. Then I was like, I was actually going through that. Well, maybe they're up on eighty. They're doing yeah. the turnpike. You're doing the turnpike, but that doesn't make sense. They're in Muncie, and yeah, then that, said it, yeah. it goes back to your prankster thing. It's like right, yeah. they had no, they didn't need to go no. through a toll booth. I don't blame that guy for being pissed. It's like, yeah. hey, you got to pay for something. Where you're from, you know? That's a quarter. <laughs> yeah, we have rules <laughs> for a reason. I'm just like you said. That's Ohio. That's a quarter. <laughs> that, makes of, that makes me think of the scene in Titanic where um, they're trying to get it. I think the water's coming in and there's a bunch of people like in the third deck and Jack and Rose are trying to get out with his like third class Irish friend that he made and they like, him and his Irish friend come together and they pull up that white bench and the guy's like, you're gonna have to pay for that. That's white stall on property. It's like, dude, the ship is sinking <laughs> and you're over here telling me I'm gonna have to get billed for this bench. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think of that. It's like so ridiculous. It's like who yeah. can think of that in a, in a, in a like it's crazy time? That's all. That's who the only way they can maintain order in their head. Yeah. Their job is their life. That's right. It's like, oh my I God. didn't cry during that movie either. No. Titanic. No. No. I only cried not at Jack and Rose parts, but I cried at the scene when the old people were hugging. Yeah. Oh, that is a tough one. That's a tough one. And the scene where the Irish mother was tucking the kids in, yep. and you could see because um, I'm thinking stuff like that probably really happened, you mm-hmm. know, more so yeah. than Jack and Rose running around the ship. All right, I might get upset. But those two parts. scenes because they were playing cry. that sad Titanic music yeah. when that happened too. So it's combination of the music and knowing that this is a true story and that's more likely the thing that happened than. I cried when I was nominated for Best Picture. (laughs) 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 Me too. I left for hours. Wait a minute, though. You didn't cry when it won? (laughs) No. I I was pretty much assured. I I didn't cry, but I remember being enraged by James Cameron's speech during Uh, that whole thing. I was on a field trip to Washington, D.C., and a bunch of us 
went to, we had some time to spare for school, so a bunch of us went to see Titanic, and you know how long that movie is. Yeah. Two and a half hours. So it was going way too long, and (laughs) their teachers came in and said, you guys gotta get out of here. I was like, thank God. (laughs) I was just like, I've had enough of like, just... Were you just like, boat sinks at the end for everyone else? (laughs) The one is like, I'm upper class, I'm lower class, I'm upper class, (laughs) for like two hours in the boat sinks. (laughs) I remember when that movie came out like on VHS. Because mm-hmm. I did like that movie. I saw it, I think. Oh, yeah, you got two, it had two VHS. Yeah, it had two VHS <laughs> videos. And the funny thing is, is I actually still have my original, in that trunk, VHS Titanic wow. videos. And I only like to watch the first film because it's happy. Yeah. Second film, that's when the ship's sinking and then it gets sad. <laughs> I, so I seriously only ever watched I refused first. to watch it. And then finally, like two years ago, I yeah. actually watched it. was on HBO or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it's it. It's a decent movie. And it's, it's okay. It's okay. Considering it's okay. when it came out, I didn't hate it, but it was okay. It was very, yeah. it was, it I knew was I wasn't gonna love it. It was the thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way about Batman Forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in the '90s. I forgive it for. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I liked it a lot more. I remember. I think then than yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it was more of a wow factor. Yeah. yeah. Um, this yeah. this movie, I, I actually found like a really interesting trivia bits. Jerry Garcia is part of the crowd scene. Yeah, I saw that. What? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, Jerry Garcia is in this movie as one of the guys in the crowd. Yeah, and Carl Weathers is in this as a, like a guard, a yeah. military guy. I Carl Weathers was Apollo Creed in Rocky. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Uh, which is, I would have loved to have Carl Weathers. They need more Weathers in this movie. I yeah, thought. yeah. More fleshed every out movie, role. Every movie, did. Wow, they I do. What Jerry Garcia is doing there? Oh, I know what he's doing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of the film. No, no. I mean, like, how, oh, even outside of context, no, no, yeah, I knew yeah, exactly what he was doing yeah. there. You know, he wasn't sober. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Maybe he really got implanted with an alien thing, and he was just walking there. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Something called him. To yeah. Let's put it this way: he wasn't acting like he saw lights. Yeah. He, was seeing, he was seeing lights. Yeah. Well, Casey man. Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Spielberg's like, we haven't put up any special effects yet, Jerry. <laughs> You're going to be fine. And cut. Jerry. Boom. Jerry, we said cut about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> now this I'm is like, a movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you one of the aliens? Just a movie. So what do you guys think uh, overall about this movie? Does it hold up for you? We'll start with uh, Steven. Yeah, I thought it did. Um, like I said, I mean, I've, I'm doing all the identifying that year and, and being alive and being a kid then and all that stuff and the UFO craze and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think it... I mean, I think... Um, because I don't know that we've had that many UFO movies since that aren't just about we're taking over the world kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, or friendly aliens. Or yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's. I still think it's one of his best. Um, you know, it's got a lot of his early, like we were talking about his uh, director staples. Um, Dreyfus is great. I love Melinda Dillon in it. Um, Truffaut is great. And I, and then you know, and I think it's something we've talked about, or you you guys have talked about on the podcast. Um, those 70s movies take their time with some stuff. And I, I yeah. still appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was made now, it would be a lot of... I, even Spielberg would probably make a lot of more quick cuts and stuff. The special effects would be up over the top. Yeah, and I like... Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and these were... Um, you know, it was uh, Trumbull and Dykstra, I think. Or mm-hmm. at least Trumbull. And he worked on 2001, which is very more intricate. And you're, they're hand-painting all the stuff. So wow. it looks great and it doesn't look like... Uh, it is probably a little model, but it doesn't look like a little model. Um, and at the time, I know they spent like three point three million on the effects, which for that time was insane. Mm-hmm. But I still think it looks better than CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the way yeah. they did it, and uh, so I think that part holds up too. Um, but yeah, I think for some current folks, it would probably moved too slow. But I really like. I, I still appreciate movies that 
they can take their time and, and linger on stuff like that. So. Yeah. I think um, the cinematography of the movie was really well done. I like the feel that, the sense that you feel like you're definitely in that time period um, in just kind of every way, shape, and form. I, I really like the music score. Um, it's not my favorite movie, but I'm also not a huge alien fan. You know, any kind of alien movie, good, friendly, bad, fake, real, cartoon, whatever. I'm just not a huge, like, alien person. I just don't get it. Um, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it again. Um, but no, in all honesty, I don't think it's a bad film. It's not my film. It's not a Tony movie. But I appreciate it for what it is. It's obviously a movie that's touched many people's lives. It's won awards. It's I think Roger Ebert gave it like four stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, people say nothing but great things about it. So for that, I, I have to say that it holds up. Um, Had you seen it before you watched it for this podcast? No. Okay. No. I wondered. That's no. Cool. And now you know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, I have to joke and say that this movie is um, Scott's anti-Maine. Uh, Auntie Mame is a movie that I love, and Scott just doesn't get. This is a movie that Scott loves, and I'm just like. Eh. Auntie Mame is longer too. <laughs> Auntie Mame is pretty weird. I can. I, I, I can go yeah. either way on that one. There's two of them. There's Mame with there's Lucy and yeah. I like Auntie Mame with Russell Auntie and Mame. Russell. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Isn't there another one before that too? No, I think I don't know. Either way, um, yeah. I just can't wait till I see a project on the internet that's Dreyfus and aliens. Because I'm just going to bombard you with the link when it happens. Constant Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought he was okay in Jaws. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was great in Jaws. Yeah. I thought he was great yeah. in Jaws. You know. I think Jaws was a great movie. Yeah. I did. Oh, I really Jaws liked it. Yeah. We saw it at Kappa, and I was scared. I mean, they were seeing, you know, I love the fact that you didn't see the actual shark. I really appreciate Spielberg's directing. I mean, I do really like him and what he's about. This movie is... A coin toss mm -hmm. for me, and it did not land on heads. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Fair enough. <laughs> Duly noted for the record. So heads good, tails bad. Yeah. yeah. Just to be sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like that you're breaking up the thumbs up, thumbs down paradigm. Uh, yeah. I, I really you're, do. You're I, mean, I don't it. like hands down hate it. You right. know, like mm -hmm. I, will I buy it? No. Will I watch it again? If I have to. You're doing the alien thing. I would say you would probably think it's slightly overrated. It's probably your absolutely, your, your, your but opinion. you know, you I mean, sure. teach their own. You know, yeah. I get yeah. it for what it is. I respect it. It's not a movie. Um, well, I think that's one of those things. Just in a general thing, yeah. we talk about all the time is when people go up to you, like, oh no, you got to see this. It's like, no, I don't. No, you have to. It's like, no, there's no one, you know, yeah. there are obviously big box office hits and stuff. There's no one movie everyone has to see. That's like Schindler's List. Someone told yeah. me, like, when am I ever going to be a mood to see that? I've never seen it. I never saw it either. I'm like, it. I'm sure it's great. I like, yeah. am I ever going to, like, oh, I'm going to give myself a pizza and watch Schindler's List. <laughs> now, see, that movie I want to watch. Scott, getting a pizza and watch Schindler's List. That's right. a documentary, right? Yeah. There. During that movie, I can see people in the movie theater like you got your Slurpee and, oh and well, you got like your popcorn and just show remember your face the, popcorn the Seinfeld and... episode he gets caught making out at Schindler's List yeah. and everyone's just appalled. And it's like... I mean, it's a movie they don't even play commercials on when they show it on TV. Oh, really? It's like this movie is yeah, it's... not even, you can't cheat yeah. it with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. 
I mean, I think partly because of the emotional, I just don't know if I want yeah. to see it. I saw it in high school. We actually, they played it in our high school a long wow. time ago. And they were actually, the, the guy who was teaching us was like, notice the red. And it's black and white, but there's a shade of red there. Like, oh, he's trying to be a film buff. <laughs> he's trying to be like a, a, you know, a film teacher. Um, we so, saw um, Son of Sal for the best picture, mm-hmm. foreign picture. Yeah, we, we went into it like, okay, we got to see it. Well, so we were on yeah, Oscar, Nam's yeah. Quest, and it was the last one we got to see. And it was just like, oh, another Holocaust movie or whatever. But it was, it was well, deserving. It was fantastic. And yeah. I think, too, like my... Um, my but I, again, I wouldn't get a pizza yeah. in Los <laughs> In fact, it had the stop motion stuff. It was all stop motion, very focused and stuff. So, yeah. and I was very hungover from I don't know what party we had, but and I was like, okay, I had already had been like, we have to eat before we go in. So we go in, and like I'm laying sideways, <laughs> and just like I felt like I was in the movie. And I read a couple of reviews that were like, oh yeah, the director puts you in there. You can't get away because it's close shots and you're falling the sky the whole time. And I was like, oh no, I felt like I was in the movie because I was. I, I wanted it to end. It was yeah, a great right. movie, but I was in such pain. Yeah, yeah you're probably ready for it. To... Yeah, it was brutal. But anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, and I think too, just um, just to tie my long-winded answer up, this movie, unfortunately, didn't really do anything for me. I didn't relate to it. It didn't touch me in any way. It didn't make me think or shape my vision on anything. It didn't, it didn't alter me. So I think that's another reason why I personally don't really have any affection for it just because it didn't do anything for me um but i respect and appreciate the fact that it does things for other people it just wasn't i know what would have improved this movie for you tony audrey hepburn yes (laughs) instead of that spielberg movie always she should have been in this one as the alien queen coming hello everyone (laughs) instead of the spider guy right yeah no what happened what are you thinking this this can't no. These are my alien children <laughs> from Unison. Well, didn't she do one of the airport movies around that time? Or am I thinking of somebody else? That was someone else. I yeah, it was, yeah. That, now that would be different. Because then, Audrey, you've got a great sense of humor. You're my girl. I also had the issue of transplanted John Goodman into this movie, too. So. <laughs> I love John Goodman, Perfect, yeah. yes. So, Colleen, what did you think of it? What did you think of this movie? I grew up watching this as a kid, and I, I completely understand where Tony's coming from, and I feel like this is one of those, like... If you didn't see it as a kid, it's not going to get you now. Yeah. And I've gone back and tried to watch things that I missed as a kid, like The Goonies, where everybody's like, it's The Goonies. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so fucking bored. Like, I don't give <laughs> yeah, a shit about I this agree. Movie. And I feel like that's just, if if you weren't exposed to it as a child and it didn't hold that wonder for you at any point, it's certainly not going to now. It's yeah. just, it's aged too much. Yeah. yeah. But... I will also say that I hadn't seen it in like, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. And going back and watching it the other day, it was... A very different experience. As a kid, I hated Truffaut. I hated all those boring scenes where they were just talking and I wanted to get back to the cool stuff with Dreyfus and the Mashed Potatoes. Yeah. And now it was like, oh my god, Truffaut, hello. <laughs> so it was it was a very different experience. I still adore it and I, I love it and it, it had a big impact on me. I never found it scary though. No. Yeah, I never did either. I mean, I only saw it as No, when you were little? Bit. No, but maybe... It was a different era. It was, and if this yeah. was the first special effects, I mean, it was... The first of its kind, so maybe I'd have yeah. been exposed to others before that. Because well, I watched it ten years later than you or whatever. But uh, Charity of the Gods was big then, and that was a big thing about we've been visited and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and all that stuff. So I mean, pretty much at that around that time, it was like, oh, they're out there and they're going to show up. Those alien um, invasions. And I wasn't necessarily afraid in general. I was really hopeful they would be nice aliens, but still, <laughs> yeah. even then, 
you know, when you're first watching, you don't know. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's like, and I was thinking when I was watching, it's like Mars Attacks is the same way. They're like, oh, they might be nice, but they're, and then they're not. And then I thought there were also parallels. I thought there were certain scenes where he actually filmed them very similar to uh, War of the Worlds, which yeah. I actually liked his War of the Worlds. I thought it was really good. I think if yeah, Tom Cruise hadn't freaked out and everyone focused on that, that movie's actually very scary and... Uh, I love uh, this woman. And really well done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> I felt the same way. When you look back, both of them, like Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise, were involved with like what turned out to be some pretty prominent pictures. Because yeah. she was in Batman yeah. Begins and yeah. he was in yeah. War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I thought that stuff overshadowed what I thought was one of his better performances, yeah. Yeah. actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I think people I like Risky Business. Any, That's the best it's, Tom Cruise. It is. I, like I agree with you. Yeah. I'll watch that movie when it's on War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, and it's, both yeah, it's, versions. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily grow up. It was mom's favorite movie, but I don't remember watching it until later. Um, we didn't. It was. It was on TV that often. I. I was always fascinated by aliens, and I always look in books, and there'd be like mm-hmm. these alien books. It's like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and they have that picture of the the door open and the, the little boy looking out. The red light. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes. what's that? Spielberg said that's his favorite shot of his entire yeah, career. Yeah, exact yeah. Shot. It's, yeah. It's and great. I was just like, wow, that seems, and I thought it would be much scarier than yeah. I watched it. It's not, I don't even think it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. It's supposed to be like tense. Yeah. And kind of, um, it's, it's very, I love the quiet, like the first, it's, it opens where like you have the plane scene it opens and you don't know what's going on I like the mystery of it it's like because you don't yeah. really they don't tell you anything that's no, going on yeah. it's just like you yeah. find it out yeah. as you go mm-hmm. and then the air traffic control or it's just the little dots and I love that scene because it's just a guy you know and then obviously it ramps up with Richard Dreyfuss and, and you know him getting the call and going out and I love that it's just one of my favorite movies I think Spielberg Probably has like four films up to ET that yeah. you could put against anybody and don't discount always. Yeah, <laughs> well I always do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then he went into like more important films later on, I guess with the like color purple and always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I like this because they were big blockbuster movies, but they had a lot of character and they had a lot of. Um, I mean, I, I think he was just. The way he directed them, that style, like people getting out of the car, and you just see their face. He did a lot of that. I like that, um, just their expression. He wouldn't show you anything until the end. He does that in this movie. He shows you the, the spaceship, mm-hmm. just kind of like a little appetizer. Yeah. But yeah. you want to see the aliens. That's what yeah. you want to see what um, they look like. But in Jaws, out of necessity, he yeah. couldn't show the shark. Yeah. It, it was crap. It wouldn't work, yeah. Which is like accidental. He directed around it, yeah. and then he's like, oh, you know. <laughs> Now people try to do it, you know, the movie Godzilla, where there's only like 10 minutes of Godzilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's 50 minutes of the girl screaming. <laughs> yeah. That's 1954. Yeah. Um, different movie. <laughs> um, Godzilla's a lot in that one. It's a yeah. kind of suit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, top five. Easy. So, you know, I definitely... Yeah, I don't know if it holds up or not. It's hard. It's I can't yeah. see it. Yeah, like, like it is. I can't go back to where Tony is. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It's kind of like a mat. It's definitely '70s style Absolutely. filmmaking, yeah. where it's like very um, Richard Dreyfuss is very into that kind of style, where it's like kind of realistic yeah. kind of style yeah. acting. Like yeah. he, I don't know, he does it in Jaws too, where he just kind of goes in and. Kind of like a normal, yeah. not normal person, but he talks yeah. like people talk. Yeah. I just thought of it. You know why I think I don't get Richard Dreyfus? One reason why? Why? I don't really like the way he carries himself. 
think that's one of the reasons why. Okay. Interpret okay. that how you want. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit better. That's right. I have clarity now. We, we saw him. He was a scientist in one movie, Jaws, and uh, he was a uh, what was he? He's like a utility worker, right? Like, yeah, he works yeah. for like, yeah. the electric company. Yeah. And he gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that he never calls in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He fails up in this movie. I mean, he gets to the spaceship late and he passes all those guys that have probably been working like yeah. astronauts to get prepared for this. Oh yeah. He doesn't really get to go up there at all. I'd be one of those guys like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did he make it do that sleeping game? I like that he looks so pudgy in his little red suit at the end yeah. compared to all these sleek and trained uh, yeah. trained He's not even wearing the, the, well, the sunglasses. He's shaved. And... I think he's a short guy. Oh, he yeah, is. He's yeah. not short, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not an everyman, for sure. There's no one like Richard Dreyfuss. And, and he's definitely no Cary Grant. He is definitely an odd everyman. He's, he's definitely out of the, he's the movie like star good looks, but he's, he's, yeah. I think he's supposed to portray interesting people. I yeah, don't think yeah, he's there yeah. to portray someone you can relate to. Really. Right. That's the 70s, That's though. Like, the 70s, like, character actors became stars. Like, yeah. Gene Hackman's not yeah. a guy you no. would normally associate no. as a movie yeah. star, but I he was a movie Gene star. Hackman wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, huge fan. He's hilarious. But, like, Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, like, Al Pacino, De Niro, all those guys aren't traditionally great-looking guys. Woody Allen, men. Woody yeah, Allen Mel Brooks, you know. Yeah. But in the 70s, all these guys became stars, which is probably why I love the 70s, because schlubby guys <laughs> became the norm. I must say, though, Bob um, Alabama just heats up the screen. <laughs> he does. He's a sex symbol. <laughs> He's a sex symbol. I bet the... <laughs> Women are dropping panties in there. Oh, oh yeah. Interfo, you know, you know. Well, he has the, the French angle. Yeah, there. well, yeah. Colleen. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Interfo is pretty hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the middle-aged Frenchman. Yeah. We're going to get a time machine. I'm going back to meet Cherry Gar. She's going to go see Interfo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go back and ask And he can read maps. And read maps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't do it while he was driving. Richard Dreyfus can't read maps. <laughs> he probably needs him for, like, I don't need your French. I need your maps. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus needs to be asked. I think somebody needs to say, "What are you about? Who are you?" Oh, he'll probably give what me a three-hour answer. I don't know. The well, civics—that's what he's about now. He's if you watch him on YouTube, it's okay. all about. I'm civics. gonna get him on the record about this. Yeah, about being about being against somebody interfaith marriage. Him and ask him what he's about. All right. Yeah. Well. Speaking of Dreyfus, I love uh, his character in this movie. Like, legitimately love this character. Uh, like Roy, I think he's one of my favorite characters in any Spielberg movie. I almost say he was my favorite. Then it's like, well, there's Quint, and then there's another character called Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones yeah. That would be a tough one. That might be my favorite. One of my favorite characters. The shark. Period. There's the yeah. shark, of course. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. You know, Christopher Walken and Catch Me If You Can. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That. that uh, cartoon he made like five years ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah Tintin. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves Tintin. Ren Tintin? No, just Tintin. They dropped the Ren. It, this oh, is a, yeah. I like the Ren. But uh, I, I love Roy. I, I think that performance is. I think it's an incredible performance here, and I think it's grounded. Like it's not just wide eyed and it's gooey. Yeah, like yeah. it's a very grounded, flawed character that gets trapped in these unusual circumstances and he reacts accordingly. And it's one of my, like, probably my three favorite Spielberg movies. I loved the intimacy of the family scenes. And that's obviously something he took as a blueprint for his subsequent films, yeah. like E.T. Yeah. and Poltergeist and anything that dealt with... He just captures the ordinary so well. Like, it feels like a house you would live in. Even like Bridges Spies. Yeah. yeah. He's still, he, he established the family and then yeah. built out from there. Exactly. And it's so exactly the family life. It's messy. Roseanne. 
like watching an episode of Roseanne. Was oh, kind yeah, of it was right. Like, with yeah. with nicer, thinner people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, were you saying fat people aren't? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. Two separate John, things. I said, I, I, said, nice I said nicer, thinner. You know, not there's mean spirited thin. There's mean spirited. Yeah, there's no correlations whatsoever. But um. Uh, I mean, he captures that so well. Then there's the extraordinary events. That makes it so much more powerful. It does it in Jurassic Park. Yeah. He does it in E.T. And, of course, probably mastered it in, in this film. You know, there are sections of it that do drag a bit, like we've mentioned. Yeah. Like, some of the military scenes yeah. go on too long. But I think the good far outweighs the bad. I think it holds up. Maybe the worst, like, not exactly the best gauge because of my generation and it's my like age range. Too. But I think a good movie is a good movie, regardless of like whether it's you know some movies don't age well, but I think this does. I th- I don't think that the fashion is. I mean, it's clearly seventies, but it, it's kind of grounded, you know, and yeah. that's that folds up better than when you have neon green shirts yeah. and stuff like that on. And I think it's one of the best science fiction films. I think it's very yeah. awe inspiring. Um, you know, that ends the, the finale is fantastic when they go up into the ship and everything and. Yeah. It was like the first alien film, I think, to show them as benign beings. It wasn't like like they were coming down and they were trying to take over the world. They actually, you know, were here to bring about peace, which is a less racist message, I think, (laughs) for movies. So I I, I love it. and I always end the podcast like like I think the best way to watch a film outside of an actual theater is on Blu-ray, which great quality. And this has a terrific Blu-ray, so it came out like about almost ten years ago. But it's a two-disc set. It has all three editions. There are more yeah, editions yeah. of Close wow. Encounters yeah. than virtually ever any movie ever made. Actually, Clue has three different endings. Oh, that's true. That's true. Intentionally, though, from the very sure. beginning. Exactly. That's yeah. right. that's this funny. one was like, I'm going to tool and yeah. refocus it. When is Richard Dreyfuss is the, the murderer? He's the murderer. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss with the map. He's the murderer in every one. It's just a different place with a different object. Right. And, and so, uh, like, it has all that stuff. Great special features, interviews with Spielberg about cool. what inspired him to make the movie and stuff. So I highly recommend picking it up. It's the 30th Anniversary Ultimate Edition is what it's called. Ultimate not the special. No, the special. Edition. It's the ultimate edition. The ultimate special edition. Special is no longer special. No, yeah. it's no longer. Yeah. Special. I don't buy special because I feel it's a downgrade. Yeah. You know, so. I'm gonna hold out for the ultimate. Yeah, yeah exactly. The platinum edition. Is the, the, the platinum, right? The diamond edition yeah. before it goes on the Disney vault. You know, yeah. I'll have it. Well, I want to thank our guests who are fantastic, yes. Stephen and uh, Colleen, Bless. for coming on Bless. today. Uh, Great stuff. You guys are involved with a lot of different projects right now. We do. We got a lot going on. Um, uh, this, uh, as we record this, this is the last day of the opening weekend of Theater Let, um, which runs through the 28th. And uh, Mr. Scott Wheeler here is uh, in our night of shows, uh, mm-hmm. written by Eric Sternberger. We try to get Scott in every show. Uh, we couldn't quite make it happen just because of costume changes, but... Right. Uh, essentially, we decided early on we're going to try and cram Scott in every show. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But he's doing, he's great at it, and so uh, hopefully get him back. Um, it's a great night of shows. I mean, the other nights have, have opened really well, too. So yeah. uh, we got even got a nice review from uh, Mr. Grossberg already from oh, Thursday's excellent. show. So oh, that's, nice. That was nice. So, yeah, um, we've got that. What else we got, Colleen? What else is coming up? Uh, OGP's Red, White, and Boom. Our Red, White, and Boom. Every year we do a set of shows at the St. James Tavern. Um, this year's July first. July first, seven o'clock. Um, we haven't quite settled on the lineup, but we're pretty close to doing that. So it's usually just five or six short shows, three or four minute shows we do there um, within the bar, and then everyone drinks and then comes back and watches the next show. So uh, yeah, it, that's always a lot of fun. And then we're, we're usually done by eight-ish, so if people still want to go watch Red White Boom, they can do it. it used to be right. a way to avoid it, but now it's just something different. Um, 
FFN's got a show coming up next month, um, June 10th and 11th, 17th and 18th, uh, Democracy in Action. Uh, vote like, for Stephen. What's that? Vote for Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> vote for <laughs> We still haven't figured out exactly how it's working. It's, it's kind of like Close Encounters. The, it's, it's very classified, top secret. Yeah. Right. But um, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll figure it out. We started rehearsing that this week, practicing that, so that'll be fun. And then um, in July, we've got a show at the Short North Stage. Mm-hmm. What's um, it called now? It's about time. It's about time. Yes. Uh, it's me, Colleen, uh, Chad Hewitt from Mad Lab, and uh, Keisha Duncan from ABL. Uh, and we're doing Written it with Kathy, by uh, Kathy Berkman, uh, who we've done a lot of shows with over the years. And uh, she's partnering with Short North Stage. So okay. um, it's kind of a indie theater mashup. So that, yeah, that'll be fun. That's July 23rd, I think, through the... Through the 30th. That, so it's two weekends. Is it in the little black box theater? We're actually going to be on the big on the stage. Big stage oh, okay. The audience is going to be up yeah. there with us. So yeah, it's uh, so I think that's going to be yeah. that's going to be a fun one. So that's our next involved line line learning and choreography and yeah, it's oh, wow. yeah, it's got a lot of movement. I'm so. not that coordinated. <laughs> 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 so yeah, exciting, yeah. Guys. So it's a little time yeah. traveling. So yeah. And so people can find you on madlab.com. Uh, Madlab.net. Yeah. I think that's a, I think it's like a bunch of scientists in Australia or something like that. Oh, right? oh, yeah. Wow. Um, oh, that's the code word, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Garcia founded it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right after Close He's Encounters. Um, so yeah, you can all all that info at Madlab.net. Um, uh, or OGP, you'll, you can find us OG Productions on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and frontal nudity is FFN. Yes, so and, and you can find us on MadLab uh, and on MadLab.net. Are you full frontal nudity anymore, or are you like ESPN, where you're just the acronym? Uh, we, if we're at MadLab, we're full frontal nudity. If we're doing a corporate gig, we're far from normal. Uh. <laughs> or if you're working with the high school group yeah. that you partner with, it's far from normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, or yeah. Much like Close Encounters, three different versions of exactly. the exactly. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but go. I think it was I think it was last year's show. We had a group of women show up and they were late for the show oh, yeah. and they sat on the front row and then as they were leaving they stopped at the box office and they were apparently on like a bachelor party or something and they were like we thought that this was like a burlesque show. <laughs> they came looking for full frontal nudity. Oh my goodness. And they see Steven and Pete out there and Eric and they're like, when are they going to take their pants off? <laughs> to be fair, regardless, they were going to be disappointed. Dad bod. Yeah, exactly. I think we offered to send them the, the clip from Dad bod. We're like, just go here, check that yeah, out. There you go. You'll be happy. Well, yeah. well thanks a lot, guys. And, uh, you know, Tony Scott and I are also involved with a variety of different projects, such as Idiot Box. That's and right. And uh, see yeah. you Thursday yeah. at, at the Wild Goose. What's the next Idiot Box? Idiot Box has a show on uh, Saturday, June 15th at Cafe Kerouac at 8 p.m. show will probably only last an hour, so it is uh, during Comfest weekend, so feel free to pop on in, no charge. Did you say the 25th? Uh, June uh, 15th. Because I think that's a, that that's a Wednesday. Weekend? 15th's a Wednesday. Is it? Yeah. June 15th? Yeah. Is it June 25th? Maybe it's 25th. June 25th. That right. yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm that wrong. Right. That's probably right. Yeah. 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 It's June 25th, Saturday, June 25th. We'll go to Cafe Kerouac June 15th. Yeah, just go to <laughs> Cafe Kerouac and do what you gotta do. We do have a Facebook page um, as well, uh, you know, Idiot Box Improv, and we'll have the dates and stuff on there. And then speaking of social media, you can find Cinema Wheeler Tape both on Facebook and Twitter. and. You know, we occasionally uh, post a variety of articles on top of the episodes we're posting as yeah. well. Yeah, so. feel free to like us, follow us, 
tweet and comment with us and don't forget to give us five stars on iTunes. Exactly. Uh, a high rating gets more uh, listeners, which yes. is always... If you give us one star, don't bother. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> if you hate us, just leave us alone, please. <laughs> yeah, if you hate us, just yeah. don't say anything. That's yeah. what I always like. We, uh, a garden center I worked at, we used to have this sign. It was like, if you like, if you like what you saw, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell us. And we just always changed it. At Mad Lab, I always say, if you like what you saw, tell us, tell everyone on social media. If you didn't, Keep it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. We don't care. Get the yeah. hell out of my yeah. face. Yeah. You know, I don't like you. <laughs> I give you one story. All right, well, thank you everybody for Thanks, listening, guys. and uh, we'll see you next time. Take Back in Sequoia National Park. Had a foot on her. 37 inches. Heel to toe. Made a sound I would not want to hear twice in my life.